Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Community Matters here on 103.7 WEEI. I'm your host, Scott Cardishi. Glad you could join us. Community Matters is the show, as you know, that keeps you in touch with many of the great things that happen in and around our communities here in the state of Rhode Island, in eastern Connecticut, and in southeastern Massachusetts. And this morning, it gives us great pleasure to welcome back to the program the Executive Director of the Rhode Island Coalition Against Domestic Violence, Lucy Rios, is our guest this morning. Good morning, Lucy. How are you? Good morning, Scott. Thank you for having me this morning. Well, Lucy, thank you for joining us. I think first to start things off, why don't you let our listeners know a little bit about your organization, the Rhode Island Coalition Against Domestic Violence, what it is, and what your mission is. Yes. Well, our mission is to eliminate domestic violence in Rhode Island, and we are made up of member agencies, all which provide direct services to community members and people that are experiencing domestic violence firsthand. At the coalition, what we do is support their work by working at the statewide level and looking at how can we enhance laws, bring more resources into the state. We work on communications, raising awareness about the problem and where people can get help. We also focus on prevention. How do we get ahead of this problem and change conditions our communities so that domestic violence doesn't exist? And then we also have our Task Force of Survivors, SOAR, Sisters Overcoming Abusive Relationships, and they inform all of our systems change work. They work hand-in-hand with us on our policy priorities, our legislative priorities, our trainings, and really we're most accountable to them. So you talk about, and this we have a lot to unpack here, you talk about member agencies that you support, and I know there are a number of them here in the state of Rhode Island. Would you care to, to list them all, so just so people have an idea of the member agencies that you help support? Absolutely, and thank you for giving me the space to do that. Uh, yes, yeah, so we have 10 member agencies that are part of our coalition. Four of them are primary purpose domestic violence agencies, which means they were created with the sole mission of ending and eliminating domestic violence in our state and also providing services to people that are experiencing that harm. And so they are the Blackstone Valley Advocacy Center, the Domestic Violence Resource Center, Elizabeth Buffum Chase Center, and the Women's Resource Center. 
We also then have six affiliate members, and they are multi-service agencies that provide a range of programs, one of which is related to domestic violence and supporting families um, that are experiencing violence. And so those are the Center for Southeast Asians, Crossroads Rhode Island Domestic Violence Program, Family Service of Rhode Island, Macaulay Ministries, Progreso Latino, and the YWCA of Rhode Island. You use the word prevention, and that's such a powerful word. And that's really, I mean, if we could prevent domestic violence, right, that's the that's the best outcome. Prevent it from ever happening. You know, I read your monthly releases, and I see the sad news, the victims of domestic violence. And it is, it's very sobering to get those releases and read those releases and understand that this is such a big problem. So prevention is such an important thing. What are some of the ways that you go about that, trying to teach prevention? Yeah, so one of the ways that we do that is through a program that we have, 10 Men. And 10 Men really looks at working with men in the community that care about this issue but weren't sure how to step into it and want to work with other men in their life to change norms that contribute to this violence that we're seeing in our communities, and not just domestic violence, but other forms of violence. So changing norms that are harmful, like privacy norms, you know, a lot of times when people think about domestic violence, they think about it happening between two people and that they're, you know, just them and that they're the only ones that are affected. But we know all too well that that is not true, that our entire communities are affected, that the the immediate family and everyone who came in contact with those folks are impacted by the domestic violence that's happening in that relationship. And that it's really a community problem, and it's going to take all of us in order to end it. So that's some of the work. We also do a lot of work around promoting economic stability for families and strengthening supports families because the research shows us that when we are able to provide you know, stability to families, we experience less domestic violence. So risk factors for domestic violence include economic stressors. And so if there are things that we can put in place in our communities, like increasing affordable housing, increasing folks' ability to access good paying quality jobs, increasing safety in schools, All of those factors contribute to healthy and connected communities and in the long run can help us prevent domestic violence from happening in the first place. I want to read for our listeners the first paragraph of a press statement released by the Rhode Island Coalition Against Domestic Violence on July 31st, just to give an idea of how sobering this is. And it reads as follows. Early this morning, a 34-year-old woman was shot in her home by her 52-year-old husband, Walter Lopez. Her two children, ages 3 and 20, were in the home at the time of the shooting. Our deep concern goes out to her and her family in the wake of this horrendous act of violence. We extend to her and her loved ones our care for her well-being and hope for her recovery. And, you know, again, I read that. It's just awful. And I know one of the things that your organization does through your member agencies is you help children who witness domestic violence, correct? That is correct. Our member agencies provide counseling for children that have witnessed domestic violence and other services, especially for the children that are staying in their residential programs. But we know that's one way where we can break the cycle of violence is by helping to provide trauma-informed services and care to the survivors, right? And that includes the children that have witnessed this domestic violence occur um, and help them cope 
with that so that they can go on and lead healthy and productive lives. You know, I know this country has been embroiled in the controversy of, you know, guns, and it's just an issue that doesn't seem to be going away. And I know the role of guns in domestic violence homicides plays, unfortunately, a very large role, doesn't it? It definitely does. We know that when there's a gun present in a home where there is domestic violence, it increases the likelihood that a woman will be killed by five times. So the presence of a firearm is something that is a risk factor for death. And we like to raise a lot of awareness around that fact because we do have strong gun laws in Rhode Island. It's really important that those laws are being enforced so that we can help prevent these types of tragedies from continuing to happen. We're speaking with Lucy Rios, the executive director of the Rhode Island Coalition Against Domestic Violence here on Community Matters. And for more information on the organization, you can go to their website, ricadv.org. Lucy, I know your organization also does many different events. In fact, you've done some Zooms recently and have some coming up. Back in the month of August, you had a Zoom on August 10th, Cyber Crimes in Domestic Violence Relationships, and then a couple coming up here in the month of September, Domestic Violence 101 Parts 1 and 2. Talk to us a little bit about those initiatives. Yes. So our training program is open to members of the community. We try to not only go out and present these types of trainings in community settings where we've been invited, but we also put out an annual training calendar. And so right now, as you mentioned, we just had the session in August and in preparation for October, which is Domestic Violence Awareness Month nationally, we are offering our DV 101 and 102 in two parts to the community and encourage folks to come and learn about the dynamics of abuse, ways in which we can support survivors that are experiencing abuse, understand where the community resources are, and really educate themselves about this issue so that they can support the people in their lives with this problem. I know you talked about some of the ways that your organization tries to help in domestic violence prevention. How about us, we, the listeners? How can we help prevent domestic violence? Well, one of the most important things that community members can do is educate themselves about the dynamics of abuse, really learn what the warning signs are, and also where community resources are. Secondly, connect with the local domestic violence agency in your area. Figure out how they can support if there are drives that are needed, fundraisers, events, tabling, giving educational materials out in the community. Connecting with that local domestic violence agency is another great way that communities members can get involved in the issue. And then thirdly, supporting the coalition. We have policy priorities every single year, and we do call on community members to stand with us. Because of that, we've been very effective these last two years in passing a new program that expands the address confidentiality program for the state. And then also this year, we were able to pass abusive litigation law. And that is because the community stood up and said, we want to work and support survivors in our state, and we want to expand the safety options for them. And we aren't able to be successful at that level if it's not with the community standing right alongside us and behind us. So people need to know more and do more. If they want to help, what's the best way for them to do so? Again, they can go visit our website, RICADV. We have a list of all the member agencies so they can connect with the local program in their community that way. They can call the helpline, 1-800-494-8100, and also be connected to a domestic violence agency in their area. 
uh, or just call us and we'd be happy to explain which organization is taking volunteers at the time. And you can also visit us on our online chat. And that's another way where people can connect uh, with domestic violence agencies in the state. That's a good point. I know you've talked about some of the resources, and if you want to kind of expand on that a little bit, you do have a 24-hour helpline at 800-494-8100, and there's also online chats that are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, Give us an idea of some of the domestic violence resources available to people. Yeah, and I do want to lift up that online chat um, because we didn't have that pre-pandemic. That was something that was added right before it. And then when the pandemic happened and so many people were at home um, with their abusers and maybe or not, it wasn't safe to make the call, um, we were able to expand that online chat to be 24 hours. And that's something that we've been able to maintain as well. Other resources are available in the community, like I said, offered by our member agencies, um, and that includes residential programming, support groups for people that are living in the community. They want to get more support from their peers. We have counseling for folks that are, again, in the residential programs and out in the community. So really, if anyone is in need of that type of support, the best way to get a hold of that is by calling the 1-800 number. We also have advocates in our courthouses through our court advocacy program that help survivors that are going before the court to request an order of protection. So there's just a range of programs that vary from agency to agency, but those are some of our core services that are provided by our network. You know, looking at some of the numbers on your website, again, they're startling. In 2022, in the state of Rhode Island, 8,538 victims of domestic violence received help. I'm just shocked at how high that number is, number one. And then number two, and you could probably tell us more about this, I'm sure there's countless more that didn't receive help because incidents went unreported, right? Absolutely. What we know about domestic violence is that it is severely underreported, that most people that are experiencing this trauma are not reaching out for help. There are barriers to that. It might be their role in the community. It might be that they're not aware that there are services available or they're not identifying that what they're experiencing is domestic violence. And so for that reason, we know that many cases go unreported. And again, like you said, you know, 8,500 individual survivors received services just last year alone. And we know that's a small percentage of the people that are experiencing this violence. And also because our programs sometimes are at capacity, right? So we get many more requests for shelter and residential support than we're able to meet. And so that we know that there are many more people out there experiencing this abuse. And we want them to know they're not alone, that there are people that are set up to support them and please to reach out. Lucy, how is your organization funded? And if people wanted to help and wanted to donate, could they? And if so, what could they do? Yes, our programs are primarily funded through federal sources, and we get some funding through the state, but the majority of it is federal funding. And so we do rely on the support of our community members to keep our doors open and to provide the range of services that I've been describing today, particularly our member agencies. The one way that people can help is by attending events that are put on by our member agencies. So visiting our website and our events section is a great way. And we also have a donate button on our page where people can make donations. 
So again, if you want more information on how you can help, if you'd like to donate to the Rhode Island Coalition Against Domestic Violence, go to their website, ricadv.org. Lucy, is there anything else we didn't touch on this morning that you feel would be important to discuss? I just want to thank you for making this space to talk about this issue and shine a light on domestic violence. And I do want to say that October is the National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So for anyone who is listening today, please visit our website and see the number of events that are going to be held in addition to the trainings that we'll be offering with our agency and also our member agencies. Lucy, thank you and your staff for all that you do, and and thank you so much for joining us on the show this morning to talk about this. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. That is Lucy Rios, the Executive Director of the Rhode Island Coalition Against Domestic Violence, our guest here on Community Matters. My thanks to Lucy for being our guest this morning. Also, thanks to my producer, Laura Minacucci, and of course, thanks to you for tuning in. My name is Scott Kredishi. Have a great weekend, everybody. Be sure to join us again next week for another edition of Community Matters with your host, Scott Cordishi. If your group or organization would like to be part of the show, email us at communitymatters at weei.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 